0: The following is a production of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. For more information about the seminary, how you can support it, or applying to become a student, please visit www.gpts.edu. Hello and welcome to another edition of Confessing Our Hope, the podcast of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. My name is Zach Groff and I'm the host of the podcast. I'm also the Director of Advancement and Admissions here at Greenville Seminary and a student in the Divinity Program. It is a pleasure to welcome into the studio today Dr. Kevin Backus. Dr. Backus, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure. Dr. Backus has been on the podcast before for this precise segment in previous years. This is our Denominational Debrief series, and he is in town for our annual fall board meeting, And I asked him to come into the studio and to give us a little interview about the 83rd General Synod of the Bible Presbyterian Church, which was held in August 1st through the 5th, 2019 in Tacoma, Washington. A little bit about Dr. Backus for new listeners. He's also the pastor of the Bible Presbyterian Church of Grand Island, New York. He is the chairman of our Academic Affairs Committee here on the board of Greenville Seminary, and he's also serving on the boards of a number of other institutions. And this year, He is going to start teaching for us uh, on a regular basis as an adjunct faculty member in uh, practical or applied theology, particularly teaching courses in biblical counseling and family counseling. Yep, looking forward to that. So, Dr. Backus, again, a pleasure to have you with us. Let's kick things off. Walk us through just the schedule, the, the, the typical goings-on
1: at a BPC general synod meeting. Yeah, I think it's a little different than a lot of the, the highest level meetings of some denominations. So we, uh, we, we do a lot of the r- r- business of the church. We get a lot of that done in preparation for coming in. So there's just approval when we get there and a lot of it. And so the bulk of our days, are, uh, the business is broken up with messages throughout the day, usually on a continuing theme. This year it was on, not surprisingly, the synod of Door. Uh, And I think I'd heard that theme in a few other places as well this year. So it was great. Um, And so we'll start off with uh, messages in the morning, sometimes a workshop or message in the afternoon and in the evening. The public's invited to come and participate in those. And then the business is interspersed uh, first day, a lot of the committee meetings, like a lot of places. And then we bring that business to the floor as it's ready and deal with it throughout the week. But we, we are a obviously not a large denomination and very often spread out across the country so we try and focus this time always to be a time of fellowship and time where uh, we're there over the weekend we try and keep saturday free from any business we really want to encourage people to get together whatever they want to do if they want to go to the mountains together they get to talk to each other all the way out all the way back Uh, and right now we've been uh, growing a good bit so we're we're looking at new people coming into the denomination we really want to have them have a chance to to build some of the friendships that really help as we work together in ministry Talking about the growth of the
0: denomination, can you tell us a little bit about some of the churches that have come in and some of the pastors of those churches, what maybe inspired them to consider the BPC in the first place, at least positively about the BPC itself?
1: You know, and I've asked that question, Zach. I I remember one day several years ago, um, one week— uh, that I was asked to visit people who were interested in coming in. I it was like every day I was in a different city talking to a different person. It was a lot of fun. But at the end of the day or, or through that, I started each day going, um, what would all the denominations that are out here, all the choices that are out here, why would you want to come into the Bible Presbyterian Church? And the number one reason that came up again and again and again was something like this. We think you're the church that is least likely to shift doctrinally. So they, uh, as uh, one of our friends who visited a lot from the OPC said, the Bible Presbyterian Church is a place where the, the confession lives. That he saw the love for the standards. He saw the commitment to the confessional approach to our, our faith. And others see that as well and think you know, we're we're not having debates over whether or not we're going to violate some aspect of that. Our Our debates at the end of the day... Um, This year, we were dealing with uh, one issue in the uh, Book of Discipline. And I'm trying to remember, we we, uh, clarified what it takes to constitute a um, private offense versus a public offense. We just added some more verbiage to make it more clear because people were having questions. So at the end of the day, we could add that or not add that. I'm not going home concerned that we're going to be denying the faith in some way when we do that. And that's, that's comforting. A lot of the people who were new, this was their first synod to be at. They, they felt um, that they were being welcomed into a family meeting. It was like a, a big reunion. Actually, for one of the guys, I think it was actually a small reunion, <laughs> you know, because he comes from a large family. So it's was, it was like a family reunion. It's a family time. People get to know each other. They spend time with each other. We're, we're, we're looking at how we can do ministry more effectively. You know, they are not these radical swings and changes in what we do. What I'm hearing is that the BPC's
0: concern when it gathers at the national level to map out strategy for cooperative labors and ministry for the forthcoming year, to review what you've been doing as a denomination in the past and to move forward um, progressively Mm -hmm. in the next year, not progressively in doctrinal terms, but in terms of of cooperation and working together domestically and internationally for the sake of Christ's kingdom.
1: Correct, and also to build build up the ministers and the elders who come. Um, We're, you know, sometimes there might not be a lot of local fellowship, and this is a time to build that up it's a time to uh be preached to as well as um, for some people that's they're doing preaching most all the time and there's nobody else that's preaching to them there's nobody else they can pull aside and go hey i'm wrestling with this you know in, in the church and you know how do you guys do that at your church what what would you recommend and so there's a lot of that that goes on around the fringes of the Uh, General Synod as well. There were a couple men here in
0: the Greenville area who attended Synod either for the first time or just for the second time this Mm -hmm. year. For a lot of them, it was their first time out in Washington State, and they really enjoyed the beautiful vistas and getting sure. out of Greenville in August, which is always a good thing. <laughs> um, but all of those guys, when they when they came back, they reported very warmly to me about the fellowship and, and tried to make me feel bad for not going as a visitor myself, because they know I, I frequent these kinds of gatherings for other denominations. And I've been intending to go to a BPC one, my schedule just hasn't lined up yet. But hopefully next year, in New York I'll be able to
1: come up and visit you on your home. Next year Grand Island at our church we're looking forward to hosting the synod and we'd love to have you there. Uh, We don't have tall mountains we have deep waterfalls. Uh, well, that
0: is very attractive to me, too. Upstate New York is beautiful, in case uh, any of our listeners have never been. I highly recommend it. Being from Philadelphia myself, I've had occasion to go up to Corning and Rochester and different places. Absolutely. So anyway, um, back to this year's uh, Synodical Meeting or Gathering. W- what Can you put some numbers or figures on
1: the growth of the denomination? How many particular congregations do you have at this point? Uh, we're having uh, 33 particular congregations. Um, and uh, that's including, well, 33 congregations. We're lumping in some church plants where there's regular preaching going on that aren't particularized yet. So we've got about a half dozen of those that are taking place right now, and that would be a part of that number. And then we've had some church, two new churches come in and join our, our denomination over this year, and we've been very happy to welcome them in. They'll be a, I think they're gonna find a great fit. Um, at least they've already testified to that. Uh, installing a pastor at one of those very soon. So this has been a wonderful time for us to see new new people who come in who share a love for the, the Lord, a love for His Word, a ministry to people, a commitment to being involved in the public and private ministry of the Word that's a part of the denomination. Um, we we really are encouraging uh, a warm-hearted, full orb Calvinism to be present in, in the life of our churches and to encourage each other in that. That's great, and one of these new churches— uh, is up in your neck of the woods, isn't it? has a
0: unique outreach on the Appalachian Trail. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Sure,
1: Unionville uh, Presbyterian Church. It's in Unionville, New York. There are two Unionvilles in New York State. One's in the Adirondacks, one's near New York City. This is the one near New York City. Um, it's about an hour north of Manhattan, and uh, they are right at one of the jumping-off points on the um, Appalachian Trail, and the fellow who's going to be pastoring there, Doug Dauma, is somebody who's had a real commitment to minister to people along the trail. He's a through trail hiker himself before. Um, He and his wife both met over at Labrie and that kind of a ministry is something that they would like to replicate in some fashion. And so uh, the congregation there is excited about that as well. So I think they're less than a mile from the trailhead. There's a spot that the people who hike the trail get off to resupply and they're providing housing. And uh, unlike um, other areas where people get off the trail and churches try and help out primarily by having some literature or maybe a place to get some supplies. The, Doug's actually out every day um, minister because there's only one spot in town where they all go, one store. It's a very small town, a little store, little place they can camp. Goes out ministers to them, invites them to come. They can stay at the manse where he's, he's uh, developing that ministry. So that's been a real exciting and new opportunity uh, for us. And that's part of our outreach through Presbyterian Missionary Union. And so he's doing a dual work under this, under the union, with both a church planter and as a um, outreach on the trail, because the church there is really needing—it's—it's uh, it's reviving, it's coming back, and we're thankful he's going to go.
0: In previous installments or episodes, where we talked about. Uh, synod meetings in the past. Mm-hmm. We we rehearsed some of the history of the BPC, the relationship with the OPC, and with the with the Northern Presbyterian Church, and 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 some of the remarkable things that have happened in the relationship between really two uh, sister denominations. In many ways, um, why don't you open up for us a little bit this time, just to add dimension to mm-hmm. that picture of the BPC? Um, some some laying out the description of how, how your agencies or boards, however you call them work. You mentioned Presbyterian Missionary Union. I know there are certain other uh, you know permanent uh, works affiliated with the BPC, but not technically under the governance
1: of the BPC, if I'm understanding that right or remembering right. Can you describe that dynamic to us a little sure. bit? Sure. In the Northern Presbyterian Church, when the OPC and the Bible Presbyterian Church came out together... Um, they officially were allowed to do work and they did work both through committees of the church and they also supported independent works. Um, And so uh, when the Bible Presbyterian Church was formed, it it had the ability to do work either as a committee of the church or through an agency that was recommended by the synod to the churches. Right now, most of our work goes on in that fashion. So we have um, Presbyterian Missionary Union, for example, would be one of those works that does home and foreign missions work um, also, also, there's some others that are in there as well. And um, when, when those works are done, they're done by boards. And virtually, I think, every one of them, the boards, at least uh, a couple of the main ones, the boards are made up exclusively of office bearers of the Bible Presbyterian Church. Some of them actually have descriptions uh, that they're there to serve the Bible Presbyterian Church in their governance documents. So they're pretty much functioning as, uh, as you would in a committee of a church. Uh, that's really true of the OPC as well. I mean, they're, um, they have committees of the church that carry on education and foreign and home missions, but their educational outreach is in large measure is done through independent seminaries that they um, have students go to. So it's the same model. We just have more of the one and less of the other. So our uh, agencies, for example, Presbyterian Missionary Union, will meet uh, throughout the year. Their final board meeting is just before the Synod. They'll uh, approve um, whatever additions they're going to make to the mission agency uh, as far as people who are serving, like we added new missionaries this year. They'll approve a budget, and all that will be presented um, at the Synod, and the Synod affirms that they're going to continue to recommend them for support to our churches or not.
0: And does PMU, I guess it oversees domestic and international works in it terms does. of church plants and missionary mm-hmm. labors. Right. Uh, and I know you have Western Reform Seminary we as do. well, and yeah. w-
1: any other agencies? Uh, uh, one that di- didn't report this year is not recommended, which is a small group known as Presbyterian Publications, and then there's the Independent Board for Presbyterian Foreign Missions, which was the one that was started out of the Northern Church. Um, And was originally supported by both the Orthodox Presbyterian and the Bible Presbyterian churches. The men who were in both of those were on that board. So the inception of of both the denominations came as a result of the board trials that took place in 1934 to 36, when they said, "We're going to, you know, you have to finish your support. You can no longer support this board. You cannot serve on it, or you'll be disciplined." And they put six people on trial for their support of the board. And it was after that that these denominations were were set up. So that's got a history with us. Remarkable.
0: I appreciate you opening all that up for us. If, if our, any of our listeners want to dig in further into some of that background, especially the historical background, I just refer you to previous episodes of the Denominational Debrief where I've interviewed Dr. Backus about the BPC, particularly about earlier synods. I think uh, maybe when we did the 81st or 82nd General Synod, we really dug into the history a bit. Um, you know, Because of the, the tight-knit or close-knit and, and really cooperative nature or atmosphere, culture, if you will, of the BPC. There's not a whole lot of controversy. Um, There there really wasn't a whole lot of business. So maybe we can take the rest of the time now to talk about what you are looking forward to in the coming year, leading up to the, the 84th. General Synod, which will be at your church in next August, what things are going on in the BPC today that are particularly
1: exciting to you and that maybe our listeners could even be praying for? Well, we're, uh, we're undergoing a new transition um, with Presbyterian Missionary Union. We've uh, moved the headquarters from uh, Bonners Street, Idaho. It had moved there because we were doing a church plant there. And so now it's come back to Cincinnati, Ohio, and Casey Sutherland, the assistant pastor in that church, is taking over as the director. That's a part-time position. So uh, one of the things people always will ask about is where our headquarters are, and we don't have headquarters. Um, we do work out of our churches uh, in many of these areas, so our clerk will be out of one church. Uh, our mission agency will work out of another church. It's a really
0: decentralized model Very of decentralized. denominational yeah. governance.
1: Yeah, there is no there is no top-down. There's no top to be top-down, so we, we like that part. Um, there's no... Uh, individual who's dictating what happens or doesn't happen. You know, We all get together, and it's really it's like a family meeting, deciding what are we going to do on any particular issue. Uh, our work in Burma is continuing on along very well, and we're enjoying that. I'll be taking our new missions director back there, Lord willing, uh, next month, and we'll um, introduce him to uh, the five or six works that are going on over there right now, the orphanage and churches, and we'll be continuing the educational process for some of the uh, ministers that are being brought up from within the church there right now. It was really encouraging. A while back, we had uh, a young man who grew up in our orphanage there, and then he's entered into the ministry. He's entering making preparation to do that and working in one of the church plants right now. And we're hopeful that we'll see that again. You know, there's something that's on my mind, and I'm sure I'm not the
0: only one who has this on his mind. Okay, and and I and I want to talk about it. It's a little bit of an elephant in the room. And being a, a, a man committed to my own denomination, I of course am, am always sad to see good churches or churches with good convictions leaving my denomination for another one. But I respect those decisions, and I and. I would imagine most of our listeners know that there have been a number of PCA congregations who have left recently the PCA for the BPC. Yes. And though it might be a little bit of a sensitive topic for some of us, including for me, I want to hear a little bit about those dynamics because that's such a notable moment. Can you walk us through what it looks like for a congregation to leave a particular denomination and to enter into conversations with the BPC and exploring whether or not that might be a good fit for them.
1: Well, usually it starts off with somebody making a phone call. And a lot of times, uh, for example, there was a church in, in the South, not in my own presbytery, that was interested. And the clerk of this, or the moderator of the presbytery, asked if I would go and meet with the church. So often I'm, I'm going off to meet with people. Um, and when I meet with them, it's pretty low-key. We're a small denomination, that's obvious from our conversation, right? But let me just start off and say, we're a small denomination. So we're delighted if God, you know, if God wants you to become, come join us and be part of the family, that's a wonderful thing. You know, it's like having a wedding and, you know, you now added a daughter to the family or a son to the family. It's great. But at the same time, because we're a small denomination, anybody that can comes, in, comes in is going to have a major influence on the denomination. I mean, it's not like you've got to sit in the wings and we say, you know, you've got five years before you can participate. We had somebody who, Uh, Their church came in two years ago, and he was one of the key speakers at our synod this year. And so um, I don't want people to join if this isn't where the Lord wants them to be. So if, if we're not what you want and I'm not talking about just shopping, but I mean, you know, there may be some commitments that you have that you don't think we have, or uh, maybe you're committed to being part of an organization that's really large, or you, you, re- you really are used to uh, a uh, book of order that's got, you know, many, many pages and many, many things spelled out and, and dealing with a smaller denomination that says, you know, we're gonna leave uh, some, uh, some of these decisions up to your session um, about how things are gonna happen, you know, in your day-to-day work at the church. Um, well, then maybe we're not a good fit for that. But you know, if you want a church, a denomination that's committed to six day literal creation, committed to the to adhering to the confession, those things, well, then it's a great fit. So we just go down and I, I'll talk with people about that. And I make no bones about it. Um, it doesn't sound like it right now. We're just chatting back and forth as friends. But you know, I don't try and sell the church. Um, and frankly, I tend to try and think about anything that the people are talking to me anything that might be a problem for them. And I want to bring it up and discuss that because the last thing in the world I want is somebody to make that kind of a change and then six months or a year later go like, what? I didn't know that. Um, and that happens sometimes when people make those changes. So it's just an honest, you know, I want you to get to know us. Um, if we can help you, if, you're, if you are committed to the same kind of things that we are, um, we'd love to have people come and be a part of our church. Very good. But of course, the growth that you really desire is church planting
0: growth. And there's some exciting movement in that arena as well for the BPC. It's
1: about equal. You know, it's you know, we've had a number of churches transfer in and we've got a number of church plants going on. So we're going to be in fact, I leave here after the board meeting um, tomorrow. The next morning I'm down up in Cincinnati and we have a final floor exam for ordination for a church planter in the Cincinnati area. That's great. news. So we're excited about that. Very good. Very good. So
0: tell us a little bit about your work with the board. What are you um, looking forward to addressing, at least that which you can speak to for tomorrow, since it's a timely thing? I I just put out prayer points today, today's Wednesday the 6th, asking people to pray for the board. So um, you know, what
1: is there anything in particular that you're really uh, really razzed about, <laughs> talking about with the men here? As, as you mentioned, we start, I'm chair of one of the committees, and so we have a fairly extensive report tomorrow, and uh, I'm encouraged and excited to... Address some of the things that were committed to us, and I hope that they will be for the good and improvement of the school. Yeah, I know we're we are looking forward to it as students, wondering who's going to be teaching Hebrew two
0: next semester for us, and uh, filling in the gap, stepping into the breach after Dr. Shaw departs at the end of December for Sanford, Florida. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate your work. We're praying for it as students, as staff here, and our supporters are praying specifically and especially for that issue. Also praying about the transition in the president's office as Dr. Pipa moves into a, um, a dedicated faculty position and Dr. Master joins us next July.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to that.
0: But the board's leadership in all of this is so critical. And for that, I can thank you on behalf of not just the staff, and the student body here, but also on behalf of our listeners. Um, Thank you for your service. We thank all of the board, and in case you haven't seen those prayer points, but you're listening right now, be it Wednesday the 6th or Thursday the 7th be praying for the men the the trustees who are serving so diligently and sacrificially Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary particularly pray for Dr. Backus as he makes this presentation for um, Mr. Higgins who's the chairman of our finance committee and Mr. Marcinac who's the chairman of the board itself as well as Mr. Fowler who is a vice chairman of the board. These are men who are exercising significant leadership, especially in my little world, <laughs> where my job kind of hangs in the, ba- it does. Hangs in the balance sometimes. You but know.
1: You've got a really well-developed board. I mean, it, it's a pleasure to come and to be able to work with the kinds of people that you've got. You know, there's a representation across denominations, but not only that, there's a representation of people with various skills that all go to the to the well-being of the seminary. and It's exciting to be a part of. Uh, one last thing I want to do, like I said, this would be a shorter denominational
0: debrief because of the felicitous um, uh, simplicity, I should say, of
1: the BPC. Do, General do we need Senate. to have a, a you know, break up the furniture next year to give you more to talk about? Is that what you're trying know. to tell well, me? If I
0: show up, I'm happy to oblige. <laughs> okay, Being from yeah. Philadelphia, that's something I have a lot of experience in uh, breaking stuff, but. Um, you know, one thing I do want to give a little plug for if you're listening today and you're uh, you're excited about the BPC and its involvement with Greenville Seminary and Greenville Seminary's involvement with the BPC, I, uh, I exhort you or ask you to consider looking at our... Uh, BPC endowed scholarship fund we are we have set this aside as a board in partnership with some uh, men and women in the BPC who want to see that relationship deepened who want to see students come here and study with us at least students from the eastern part of the country where it would be a, a special hardship to go out west to the denominational seminary um, but we have this fund set up. We're committed to getting it up to about 100 dollars to $125,000 so that the interest yielded from it would be able to fund one full-time resident divinity student tuition and fees per year. Right. And uh, once we're able once we hit that amount and right now we're somewhere in the ballpark of uh, twenty five to thirty thousand dollars, I think once we get up to one hundred to one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, we'll be able to, to open that up to really benefit our students. And so if you uh, if you love the BPC and you love Greenville Seminary and you want to see uh, this particular fund developed, then uh, please contact me. At zgroff at gpts.edu or visit gpts.edu slash donate,
1: or you can talk to Dr. Backus as well. He'd be happy to help you along. Do you have any comment you want to make on that? Yeah, I'm excited to see that that fund continue to grow. Um, The seminary has done an excellent job in preparing people for the ministry. Um, We've had Bible Presbyterians who come through here and are involved in ministry in other places now. We've had Bible Presbyterians who have come here and are, well, my, my assistant pastor is a graduate of the seminary, and they did an excellent job. In helping him prepare for the ministry, we're delighted with uh, his service, and I think he's delighted in working with us. So all together, it's been a great partnership, and we would like to see that partnership deepen and grow. I think if memory serves me right, we have four or five Greenville grads
0: currently serving in ordained uh, ministry with the BPC, and we have two men now who are under care of the BPC, at least one and one in process. Right, right. So this is, uh, you know, these, these figures aren't huge, they're not astronomical, but in terms, in relation to the size of the denomination, I think they're quite significant. And they are. And, um, and again, we're excited to see that grow. For all the reasons that you've cited about the BPC, it is a place where the confession lives. And as a man committed to serving in the PCA, I can say that without an ounce of guile. <laughs> I'm very glad to see uh, the BPC benefiting as well from this dear seminary that I serve and uh, in which I study appreciate the opportunity to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Backus, for coming in today and speaking with me. Again, we are praying for you and for the rest of the board and your deliberations tomorrow. And I look forward to maybe stealing some of your lunch in the commons tomorrow. Good idea. (laughs) All right. Take care. For more information about the seminary, please visit www.gpts.edu.